Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. We're on the same umbrella. I think we should all be pulling from the same screen and not tearing each other down. That's Tim Beckman. I mean, Tim Anderson. Talking to Chuck Garfine. And look, I like Tim. I really do. I And, and I, I, I wish that major league sports teams at every level did a better job educating their players about what the, the different roles in the media are. And I wish, in general, more people understood how that works. Where Because teams are intentionally blurring lines now where they own networks and they own pieces of networks. And they and so are we, too. Like sure. it's, We're also blurring lines when it comes to some of this stuff. I, I think that we bear some responsibility in it, too. I don't think that there have been enough dialogue is the word I use, like replying to Tim on Twitter, but I, I don't think that there's been enough of it. I also think that specifically the White Sox, like I think that the White Sox don't do a good enough job. Their tactic when upset with a media member or a station or network or newspaper their tactic is to be passive aggressive or to freeze that entity out. And I always think that it's a mistake. Or to just add it to the pile of things that scab over. Yeah, or or things that they can then throw. You know, some of it is is really childish and somewhat funny. Like the way Farmio used to be like, oh, you guys are the Cubs network now, you know. Like there's that stuff. And there's some of that stuff that goes on. Uh, with them specifically. And I know that they would hate me saying this, and they'll probably hate me saying it in, now. The Cubs don't play that game. They don't that care. Game. They don't care. And they all the Cubs also know there's no there's never a good reason to antagonize your own fans. There's never a good reason to make it harder to feel good about your team. Yes. And and with with every little drip drip of this with the White Sox recently, it just makes me sad where I I don't I don't want to have cognitive dissonance about my team. I I never want to, in any way to root against a team where that's the whole fun of sports, man, is sitting down hoping your team wins and 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 getting behind your guys. I'm, I'm and I'm I'm with TA on that. But from a professional standpoint, he's got to realize it's not your job. And, and and of all people, Chuck Garfine? 
It's Chuck Garfine. The guy bends over backwards. You know what it takes? And we said it near the end of the year. Like It was like when you've lost Cronkite, you've lost the nation. When, as when you've lost, when Chuck is at his wit's end, when he's throwing things at Ozzy, when, when that stuff is going on, like he's, he's living and dying. Like you, sh- you should look to him as a benevolent gatekeeper of fandom. Mm-hmm. And, and when, when you're trying to antagonize him or you're, you're expressing disappointment in him, like it's just, it's just missing the point. And I, I would say this to, to Tim Anderson, man, if you knew our restraint, if you really could appreciate our restraint last year through all of this, and 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 if and if you want to have a, if you want to have a talk about what we didn't talk about and what we haven't talked about, and in that slump and in that power, uh, the the dearth uh, immediately the, the the loss of power, and wondering like you know what's going on with him and what potential distractions there are. And all the social media uproar and things going on, and my eyebrows, I, and I guess I missed it. He said, "You see that he actually said with no self awareness. He said, you see your wife struggling. You're going to pat her on the back.' Okay, all right. Well, that that's that's lovely, but I hope he knows the the real restraint we've shown out of." Just general professional courtesy about what matters, what doesn't, what should matter, what can be seen as petty and tawdry, and understanding that that line things things that we consider to be below the standard of discourse when it comes to talking about a particular player or a team. That's another thing that I think the White Sox, as an organization, don't quite understand. Um, that they don't understand like how bad things could be and, and how bad they aren't. And it, it, it's frustrating. Like it's really, really frustrating. I I'll say this cause you know, I, I was like, all right. Cause I, I was seeing some of the reaction to it and we'll have Ryan McGuffey on the show. And I know that he didn't necessarily want to talk about the podcast and then was like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. You know, I'll, I'll come and talk about it. I went back and listened to it again. And yeah, obviously like there's a bunch of great stuff in there where Tim is talking about the things that have gone wrong for the White Sox and how he wants things to get better. I said this in reply to Tim on Twitter. um, And I think you and I feel similarly about this. We want the team to win. It's better, even though the the White Sox don't broadcast their games on the score, their fans are here. Like, let's let's keep it 100. And this is one of my frustrations with the White Sox overall. You You can talk whatever you want about this being the Cubs flagship and 1,000 being the White Sox flagship. I know where your fans are. They're listening here. Yeah. Every day from 10 until 2. So are all the White Sox. And guess what? The numbers bear it out. So the idea of, well, we're going to silo and isolate everything. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, it's really, really a ridiculous stance. And I sympathize with players. And I'm trying, I'm trying really hard, Ringo, to be the shepherd. Um, I sympathize with players who might not have the requisite, and I, I don't even want to call it media literacy or media training, because look, those guys, they, they spend their time playing baseball. 
I do think that there are people inside the organization that know better and could do better and aren't. And I think some of it is 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 active. Like I I think it's on purpose that th- that they don't. And that's one of the things that bothers me about it. That that media is often and the score is often painted with a broad brush that you don't look at things individually and that you look for people to co-opt. And instead of understanding that, yeah, there are going to be times when, from a logic standpoint, Dan and I are going to speak favorably about the White Sox because of something good that has happened. The equal is also true. That when things are bad, we're not going to paint a rosy picture just to paint a rosy picture. Not our job. We, it's not but, our job. But 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 here's the thing about it, though, Dan. We both love it when the White Sox are good. We love to continue to do shows about the White Sox kicking the snot out of Cleveland or Minnesota or Detroit. We'd love to do that. They haven't offered us that. So what is it that supposed to grab onto for the positivity? And And honestly... I think that we've tried when we make the point of the organization itself drives us insane, but there's still the thing that we're holding on to because we love TA, we love Eloy, we love Lucas, we love Liam, we love Lance. Luis. Absolutely. And that's the part that gets under my skin where it doesn't matter if we say that a hundred times. If, if we talk about the good things about the White Sox or the fun things about the White Sox a hundred times, if we ever stray into the land of real, which they deem to be negative, then that's the thing that causes folks to pop up in your text messages or them sending you messages, or sending you messages passive-aggressively through other people. This is what I I would like to hear and see also. And I think nothing but the best so far of Pedro Grifol. Exactly. And I am looking forward to his leadership. I am thankful every day that Tony La Russa is gone. And whether it's James Fegan or somebody else on the beat, I think it would be appropriate to ask the manager how he feels about his players and having a possibly contentious relationship with the media, because I think you nip this in the bud and I think you don't want the Oh four Cubs. I think you, you don't want the, well, no one believes in us and all that you prove the hater is wrong because that's, that's lame and it's, it is unbecoming and unbefitting of a major market team that is, that has been around doing what it's been doing for this long in this game that Pedro Grafal needs to tell his players we're bigger than that. We're better than that. And we're going to prove it on the field. We don't need to have this kind of heat loss by going all Tim Beckman and saying everybody in the state of Illinois should be pulling for the university of Illinois. Like it's silly. And I, w- I would like Grafal to be asked about it. And I would like him to be on the record about this to say, this is not something we're going to talk about in the clubhouse. This is not something that we want to have festering because it's not going to make us better at baseball. I'd like to hear it from him. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.